Welcome back to Locked on Astros. How sweep it is. The Houston Astros go to Seattle and they remind them who the first place reigning AOS champs are. It's the Houston Astros. The Mariners were surging into the All-Star break at a 14-game win streak. Not easy to do. And they came out in a doubleheader. They swept the Yankees. They went to the Mariners. The Mariners fans thought this was their World Series. They literally said it, and we crushed their hopes and dreams. We are Locked on Astros. Let's talk about this. We're going to have fun. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked on Houston Astros, and we're your daily Astros podcast. I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find me on Twitter at H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find the show um, at Locked on Astros on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at H-Town Wheelhouse. And right now, without further ado, I want to bring in my man, the New York kid, the kid from Buffalo, New York, who is an Astros fan. He follows the show. We got Trev with us. Trev, tell us where they can find you on Twitter. I don't know if you guys have been living under a rock or anything, but if you haven't seen me on Twitter and you root for the Astros, I got to judge you a little bit, but you can find me on Twitter at Trev Strohs. And you could also find me on YouTube at my YouTube channel at Trev Strohs as well. Yeah, thank you for joining us today, Trev. I appreciate it. We did have Eric. Eric was going to be here with us, um, but he had some flight delay issues getting out of town. He was hoping to be landed and at his destination and his flight got delayed. I think he just sent me a text 10 minutes ago saying he was boarding. So he will, he should be here tomorrow and the rest of the week. Hope We're hoping to get Robert Flores back on this week. We haven't nailed down the exact date, but we got some just exciting things going on. Make sure you make um, Locked on Astros your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Today's episode is, is brought to you by this quality jewelry place. It's not just your regular jewelry boutique. Um, going on now, they have the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces, 25% on engagement ring settings. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece at BlueNile.com today. So I know we got a lot of people. We had a lot of people here. Look, we already, we already got some greetings. Go Trevor. You know, the good news is the Seattle fans is that their team is still streaking. They are yeah. still streaking, Jay. Not even lying about that. Now, I'm going to have to explain something because I know everybody's not. Exactly. The they're streaking yep. the wrong way. Yep. Now, um, I need to explain the title because when it says Astro Sweet Mariner's Dog, okay, the reason why I put that is there is a there's a Seattle fan SSN something. I forget the guy's name. Alex SSN. Basically, I don't even want to mention Yeah, his Alex. Name. Yeah. Oh. He, he basically got out there. He put himself out there. And, you know, hey, you know, credit to him for, you know, having the guts to do this. Talked about how they were going to go at the Astros fans no matter what they, you know, no matter where they were, they were just going to give them heck. And, you know, they were just going to let the Astros know who are the real, like, reign, like, who really reigns the American League West, right? And And he just said something like dog. And he kept using the word dog. And then Astros Twitter started using the you know, the word dog. So I figured I would throw that in the title to throw a little shade at them because this series was never in question. Not a single inning, maybe today, maybe one inning, but the Astros have led every inning coming out of the all-star break. So they've won five games in a row, Trev. I mean, this, what else can you say about this team? 
they've won five in a row. And I'm, I'm just going to hit you with the curveball question at the, at the sure. beginning. Are the Astros playing so well that they're playing themselves out of getting someone at the trade deadline? That is a really good question. I definitely think they are playing extremely, extremely well. And they're, you know, they're doing it coming out of the all-star break. We had a tough loss at the end against the Oakland athletics, a game that we really should have won going into that all-star break. Cause we knew that this streaking Mariners were going to be like our next top opponent after we pound the Yankees into the ground for the billionth time. But I honestly think we still do need to make a move. There are still, you know, some options out there. Other players are going to, you know, see what they're going to be like, Hey, I already see Houston 64 and 32 right now. I might want to see if I want to, you know, take my shot and playing in Houston guys like Josh Bell, Yuli Gurriel for all we know is 56 years old lying on his birth certificate. I don't believe for a second, the dude's 37. He's probably 56 years old. Time to hang him up, bro. <laughs> and time to go to that, uh, you know, that Cuban scout international scout role, which I think he would absolutely thrive in, in a Houston system. I still think that they, they do make moves at the deadline whether it's Castillo, they're not going after Soto, if you know our general manager. Maybe a guy like Josh Bell is on my radar for sure. Yeah, exactly. And we will we will kind of hit on that a little bit more later in the show. And, I mean, immediately when I asked that question, Johnny Munoz, a regular, said absolutely not. He said no. And then um, our guy Murphy said outfielder with the bat. James Cook said he would love Castillo. I think he's on everybody's radar. Um, Chaz McCormick we, has a bat. I mean, the last five that's games, right. Chaz McCormick has a bat. Exactly. And Johnny also says, leave no doubt, keep leveling up with the trades. You know, here's the thing. At the end of the day, the Astros are one of the top two teams. Um, When I was at that doubleheader, and I I think I stated it on the podcast after that second game, that was pandemonious. That was, you know, the Yankees come to play when, when they play us, and we come to play them. And they're to me clearly the two best teams. And I know some people say, well, you're you're not even giving credit to the Dodgers. Well, I know the Dodgers, I know they don't have Dustin May. I don't I, I know they have some other pitching ailment issues. They they've had some injury issues. Bellinger is pretty much I don't even think he's really doing much. Turner hasn't Carlos really been Correa doing great. his career. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, really it's the Astros and the Yankees. And it's kind of a shame that they're in the same league because you would like to see those two teams right now. I would want them in the World Series, but since we can't have that, I'll take the Mets. I'll take DeGrom. I'll take Scherzer. Let's Padres. go, baby. I yeah. mean, yeah, Padres. Yep. I mean, who knows? So let's let's talk about some series highlights, okay? There are a you lot of them. Alt- you boo Altuve. What does he do, Trev? Well, just, you know, everything that he's been doing since the scandal even broke, right? Like, well, when there's fans in the stands. So since 2021, you boo him. What happens? He takes it to the second deck. Every time yeah. he feeds off of it. And in the words of Jeff Blum, he said it best. Keep doing it. Keep booing him. Cause he thrives off of that stuff. No exactly. one will ever and learn. They will never learn. And it just blows my mind. Keep booing Altuve while he, you know, destroys your favorite team. That's fine. Exactly. He has the most hits in major league baseball since 2011, 1861, but he's not necessarily the guy I want to focus on. I want to focus on Martin Maldonado. Martin oh, Maldonado yeah is hitting 259 in July. He has 14 hits. He had 10, he had 20 hits in May and June combined. He has 14 this month. Two doubles, five home runs, 14 RBIs, four walks, seven extra base hits, an OPS of 896, a slugging percentage of 574. Now, am I saying that Martin Maldonado is the best hitting catcher in the league? Absolutely not. But him contributing, okay? And and him going out there working 
I think he's working harder on his hitting than he ever has because there's no doubt that he works behind the plate. There's no doubt that when he goes out there and he does that. And the great thing about this team is someone like Jose Altuve leads off with the home run. And I'm going to I'm gonna go to Pena, and then I'm going to jump back to Baldonado. I want to get sure. your comment on him. Sure. Um, Altuve said today that his home run for the leadoff did not set the tone. Pena's home run set the tone because it was a back-to-back shot. I mean, this is the leader of the team deferring to a rookie who has kind of been struggling at the plate lately. I mean, hitting like 220-something in his last like four weeks. He hadn't been hitting great. Right. And he takes that tank to back-to-back, and Jose Altuve says, hey, look at the kid. He's the tone setter. But Martin Maldonado, what do you guys say about him? Martin Maldonado, similar to the Jake Odorizzi treatment, he's hearing all this frustration from the fans. There's nobody that feels more sorry for Martin Maldonado than Martin Maldonado. We saw how he was batting in May and June, and guess what? He's turning his game around a lot. Everyone was saying, you know, we got to get rid of him. We have to overpay for, you know, Wilson Contreras. While I would love Wilson Contreras in an Astros uniform, Martin Maldonado is looking like the 2021 machete. He's picking off runners. He's hitting home runs. Can we talk about the clutch factor he was in today's game? My heart would have been in my throat in the ninth inning if he didn't get that two out. Uh, what was it? A single that scored two yeah, runs? Yeah, bloop single. Yeah, bases loaded. He's been he's been looking great. My question to you, Brett: When do we urine test this guy, Martin Maldonado? He's been like, <laughs> oh, look at him from May. Look at him to July. You're gonna you're just giving these haters more things to complain about. <laughs> oh, Martin Maldonado must be using a trash can, probably. I think he's. I love just, it. I think he's just finding his his groove, and he's finding it at the right time. If he keeps this it, thing going into the playoffs, he had one of the most spectacular you know plays in Astros history to strike him out, throw him out with Kendall Graven last year. If he's half as good as that, this team will be fine without a question as far as the catching position is concerned. Exactly, and I got a great quote from from Ryan Presley today that um, that that Mister Chandler Rome from the Chronicle posted. Ask, uh, ask of the significance of sweeping the Mariners after they got within nine games. <laughs> Ryan Presley replied, we're not really thinking about them. We just show up to the field and we expect to win every day. Perfect. That's mentally – that that's a mentality that we have regardless of who we're playing. He's like, like – oh, I mean, if you look at it, June 17th, the Yankees have a nine or nine-and-a-half game lead over the Astros. Now it's down to like a game and a half. It is. I think and, with the win today, it's down to one game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, sure. we're that much closer, and and we're beating good teams. We're not beating just bad teams. And the Astros have the best road record. The Astros yep. have not lost a series on the road. Um, that never been swept. Well because knock on never wood, been swept. Never been swept. I mean, that's crazy, right? Yeah, knock on. Well, I don't have any. Yeah, I think I don't know if that wood's fake or not, but I, I went ahead and knock on it. You're good. I yeah. found something. I have a polyurethane desk here. Knock on polyurethane, maybe a 2022 thing. Well, that um, means that we're going to win the World Series if you knock on that thing. <laughs> That's right. I need, I need to get, I need to get connected with Mattress Mac. But listen, before we go any further, I've got to talk to you all about Blue Nile, and then we want to talk about Justin Verlander. We want to talk about some injuries. Talk about like some injury updates. But Blue Nile is the original online jeweler, and they were intended to reach out to high high income adults. Um, primarily males 25 and over looking to get engaged with a fine jewelry gift. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter whether you're a high income adult because they have jewelry pieces at every price point and they've been doing it for so long. They, they get what you want. You tell them the size, the clarity, 
You tell them the setting, the shape, the style, and they create it for you. They create like a one-of-one one ring. You know, if you're into sports cards or anything like that, like my son created some Nikes on Nike ID for basketball. He has a shoe that nobody else has. It's a one-of-one. One. Imagine that for the girl of your dreams. You're going to ask her to marry you. You want to do it the right way. You want to do it with the right jewelry, fine jewelry, or even just jewelry pieces, cocktail rings, gemstone necklaces. Or, you know, Trev, if you want to get your mom something special next Mother's Day or anything, you know, you can buy early and save now. She's um, watching. If, you go, to, She's if watching. you go to Blue Nile, I know that's why I'm dropping that there. So I'm trying to put you on the hook there. But they have these bench jewelers that are online 24-7. They'll answer any questions. They'll take your price point. And then if you get something and you order it and you don't like it, they will make it right. They have a 100% guarantee, 30-day money-back guarantee, all these things. But make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now, the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces, 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is, in ship, is insured ships free and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside shop stress free and find your forever peace at bluenials.com all right so we got we got a lot of people here um <laughs> astros have swagger you know um they do another thing another thing about presley presley just set a club record 28 consecutive batters retired i mean he passes roberto osuna from 2019 yeah. i believe yeah that's huge. And I, so I was having a discussion today on the spaces and someone's like, you know, I don't really trust Presley. And I'm like, he's been perfect for the last, how many ever outings he's been out there. Like, like, where do we get this recency bias? Like when a gave up those four or five runs the other day, someone's like, Oh, he always gives up runs. I'm like, he hadn't given up a run since April 23rd. Right. Right. And so, Oh, look, Sam caught it. Sam caught the mystery T. Hey, Sam, since you caught the mystery T. <laughs> Um, the next Astros game I go to, if you want to go, I'll bring you a, a facing Nolan movie poster just for finding that. That's what I told Trevor we're going to do. But how about Justin Verlander? What about this guy? 99.3. Is, is this in, is this a robotic being that got put into like Justin Verlander's skin and maybe Verlander's really on the couch at home with Kate? I think it's, I think it's just Terminator. I think like, you know, he's, uh, he's just, a, he's an anomaly in the sport. I think he's the only player at his position, at his age, to get Tommy John surgery, not only come back from Tommy John, but pitch a sub three ERA. I think he's at a sub two right now, isn't he? Something yes. like that. He is just, I think he's half man, half machine. And I have, you know, all the respect in the world to Justin Verlander because, and also apologies as well, because I was pretty much writing him off last year saying, eh, he's probably not going to come back next year. So his money will be off the books. That'll give us more money to bring in Carlos Correa. I, I'm glad it ended this way, that this is where the cards kind of came together. Because Justin Verlander is, if we have this Verlander going into the postseason, we didn't have this last year. We didn't have Lance McCullers in the World Series last year. And he's been making some progress too. Justin Verlander is our, he, he's our ace. That's the only thing you can he say. Is. He is our ace. And, and he showed it. I mean, throwing the hardest pitch he's thrown or pitches he's thrown in five years. Um, he he gets career win number two thirty nine. He's tied with David Wells and Modicar Modicar Brown. I think I'm totally butchering that guy's name for fifty ninth all time. Um, Trev, on a previous episode, I talked about how Justin Verlander had he not missed those two seasons, he would be top five in strikeouts. He would probably be top forty something in wins. I mean, those two years. But the the question is. 
if he would have pitched those two years, would he be throwing 99.3 right now? You know what I'm saying? That's what a is question. the blessing? What's the blessing and the curse? Because right. he's basically pitching with a new elbow. And if the Astros win the World Series, I think he stays loyal to Houston. I don't. I don't think he gets pride out of our hands. Um, I think. He, I think so, if they go to the, to the American League Championship Series for the sixth yeah. time in a row, I think he stays going into next year. So we got a special feature, and I do um, because I'm going to mention this. I'm going to apologize, you know, to those of y'all listening. You won't be able to see this. Obviously, you have to go to YouTube and watch it. I'm going to cut a couple minutes out of the audio, so you won't have to sit through us watching something. But Lance McCullers Jr. pitched down in San Antonio and a friend of ours from Larry, the GM.com Larry, the GM actually took some, some film of him at a game. And I, I put together a clip. I'll show about 60 seconds of it, of him throwing different pitches. So you can actually see him pitch if there was any news coverage, but James click did say about this, that he will have to have four to five starts and they are engaged in a spring training style rehab. And that's where they want him to be. They want him to be contributing. He didn't necessarily give a timetable, but he said, we need to make sure that this is like spring training for him, bringing him in slowly. I think he is anywhere close to where he needs to be. I think he really is going to take this slowly. So we don't have a timetable, but let's talk about this Jordan Alvarez, okay? Yeah. Um, we know Brantley's still out. We haven't heard anything about Brantley. He's going to start swinging, I think I've heard this week, which is a good sign. Jason Castro, I still think he's going to be donezo. I mean, I just think it's a matter of days or weeks before they announce his retirement. To be quite honest, keep him on maybe as a consultant or someone in the dugout to just just be there. But uh, Dusty Baker did say we will have to monitor Jordan Alvarez's hand throughout the season, so expect him to get a few days off here or there. Um, he underscores the Astros' need. He, and, and this, some people are saying, underscores the Astros' need for a bat at the trade deadline. So – I think that Jordan Alvarez, I'm like, just let him rest the next seven days. What do you think? I mean, do you do you say let him play if he feels good or what? What do you what do you think the pros or cons are? I'm thinking if I'm Jordan Alvarez, I'm telling, <clears throat> excuse me, Dusty Baker straight up what's going on. If I'm feeling good, put me in the game, Dusty, because you know we got some tough teams coming up. I mean, still got to face against some tough NL teams. You got some key divisional games. We're not done with the Mariners yet, believe it or not. We got some important games coming up. If he says otherwise, like, hey, maybe you should rest me this one, rest him. Don't even think about even using him as a pinch hitter. But if he feels fine, I understand where you're where you're coming from. Let him decide. Because if it's, you know, bomb of the ninth, tie game, bases loaded, who would you rather have in that situation? Alemis Diaz or Jordan Alvarez? Let's be real. If, if Jordan says he's fine, I want him to hit that tank grand slam in the right field, right under the scoreboard to win the game. Let him decide. I'm all for that. But I also do see where you are coming from. Yeah, I just, for me, the only, okay, so I met a runner years ago, a guy who's been running marathons for 25 years. He told me he had never had an injury, zero, not even running. He said some of it's luck, but he said all of it was me when my when I was hurt and my body told me I was ailing, I rested. I rested and I recovered and I started up my program again when I felt fully recovered. I never went back too early. And I think that's the only way to stay away from injuries. I think we still got a lot of season left. I think we have such a massive lead in the division. And I think, he, I mean, you can keep him somewhat fresh if, if he says, hey, you know, hey, I feel good today. And they're like, you know what, why don't we have you pinch hit in the sixth or seventh inning? Um, keep him swinging. 
And so at the end of the day, now one of the play one of our um one of our viewers is saying that Chandler Rome is saying that the team is team is not letting on as as to how how bad it is. Now, I'm just gonna say that speculation on my part because I haven't seen it. I'm not saying that this metal maniac is is not telling the truth, but I don't want to report something on the show that I haven't seen myself. I do know that that has been kind of a frustration where the Astros seem to not really be full disclosure on everything where they're, where they're kind of like, eh, they, they, they hold cards close to the vest. Right. So we don't know. So we, you know, we really make it a rule of ours not to speculate, but I think Jordan sit him for the A series. I mean, it's the Oakland A's. They're freaking yeah. last place. We rake in that in that stadium, anyways. Ricky Henderson Field, whatever they call it. Um, but hey, let's do this. Let's or talk sept- about the Septic Tank Stadium. Septic yeah, tank Septic stadium. Tank Stadium. Actually, yeah. I think we just I think we should just call them the Las Vegas A's, right? Um, yeah, right. Because they just need to move to Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh, so that's the, right. So you know the Astros. The Astros had um, ten of their twenty picks signed. Okay. They had a- Andrew Taylor. Their second round pick, their second second round pick, he signed for eight hundred and seven thousand. Michael Knorr, who I'm excited about, third round pick. Trey Dombrowski signed for four forty three. Um, Nolan DeVos round five under slot at one ninety seven. His slot was three thirty one, so he saved some money there. Colin Price six round unknown bonus. Adam Blue Ball unknown bonus. Tyler Gilfoyle un- undisclosed bonus. Tenth, twelfth, and one hundred and thirty fifth pick all signed with bonuses not disclosed. The three picks that they did not sign that I that I want them to sign are the ones that I'm most excited about, and that is Drew Gilbert, Jacob Melton, and their number 11 pick, Trevor, this Ryan Clifford out yeah. of Crawford High School, North Carolina. Um, they got some absolute studs in this draft, and you don't always sign every single player, but I think at the end of the day, I think this Drew Gilbert kid is going to be a game changer once he signs. I mean, that's just another lefty bat that we can use. He's fantastic. He's got the swagger. I don't know if you watched it, but the highlight film that came out on him when the Astros selected him, his walk-off and playing for the Tennessee Volunteers, where he did the bat flip and walked down to first. I don't remember if it was a walk-off grand slam or a home run, but that is kind of the swagger that we are – if I can pick one thing that we need to – you know, upgrade, it's the level of swag. Jose Siri has the swag, but he bats like, mm, okay, like settle down, Jose Siri, a little bit. But I feel like Bregman, you know, he's not really that swaggy kind of guy this year. He's kind of like to himself, Drew Gilbert is swagger. Like Ike Taylor, swagger. Exactly. And that's, you know, I mean, we've lost Correa, we've lost Springer, we still have Bregman, but those guys are really spark plugs in the clubhouse. Um, and speaking of spark plugs in a clubhouse, I mean, Big Poppy, that dude was, he was a dude, if I could use modern terms. This guy was inducted into the Hall of Fame today, probably one of the greatest DHs of all time, right? Um, 100%, Big man. Take, take Big Poppy and put Jordan Alvarez into Big Poppy and imagine if Big Poppy had the tools that Jordan has, how much better he would be. I mean, Jordan is like a five-tool Poppy out there. You know, he made it to the Hall of Fame. Here's the list. So Poppy made it in by the BWAA. Um, we we, we want to talk about this. Um, the Golden Days Era Committee, Gil Hodges, Jim Cat, Minnie Minosa, and Tony Oliva. 
And then the early baseball era committee elects Bud Fowler and Buck O'Neill. Bud Fowler and Buck O'Neill were both in the Negro League. They both had significant careers. If these guys would have been allowed to play or played with Major League Baseball, they definitely would have been record setters in their own right. Right, and not only was O'Neill um, from the Negro League, not only was he like a you know a key staple of you know what it was for African Americans back then, but he also opted out of the 1944 and 45 season to join the Navy in World War II. So, you know, you honestly have to regard every single you know you got to take every single player that's been placed in the Baseball Hall of Fame, look at what they've done on and off the field, and be like. Why weren't you guys in the Hall of Fame a long time ago? Why are you just now being selected? Like that was my reaction to literally every single player in here, especially David oh, yeah. Ortiz as well. No, yeah, it's you know, and I don't was was Ortiz kind of looped in with the steroid stuff. I don't know if that was a stigma for him, but I, I that or may have maybe been the fact that he time, played DH sure. DH for yeah. so long. Yeah, um, I think that was it, but. You know, it's always fun to watch it. I didn't get to go to the Hall of Fame whenever Biggio or Bagwell were elected. I believe I believe Eric did. And so I know the next Astro that gets elected, I'm, I'm assuming, will be Jose Altuve. Um, I'm definitely going to be there for that. I don't care if I'm oh, me too. 60, 70, 80 years old. Um, yep. we'll, have to, we'll have to meet at Cooperstown, right? Oh, we will. Yep. <laughs> hey, okay, yep. so real quick, um, I've got to talk about Hooters NASA. Let me tell you all something. On August 6th, we will have a – we will have a – it'll either be a pregame or postgame live event at Hooters NASA. You guys need to get out there. Um, before that date comes up, on 729, it's National Wing Day. You buy 10, you get 10 boneless um, – you get 10 boneless free. You get fried pickles when you mentioned Locked on Astros. Also, only at Hooters, the, the night after that, they have UFC Fight Night. Come enjoy happy hour, or should we say – Happy Owl specials Monday through Friday, three through six. They have Hooterades. They have legendary arenas and the world famous Hooters girls. So you'll want to go hang out with them. Rosie's the manager there, and she will tell you why she's worn black socks since October 26, 2005. You can probably figure out why it is. But my favorite is now the Maple Chipotle. Eric and I went there yesterday. Maple Chipotle is now my new favorite hot wing. I love that stuff. The service is great. The food is phenomenal, so you'll need to go to Hooters, NASA. And let me tell you how you get there. It's I-45 South. You exit 528 for Great Wings. It's conveniently located near the NASA Value Shopping Center um, just south of the Baybrook Mall in Webster, Texas. So come see them for lunch, dinner, after work, or whenever just to celebrate something special at Hooters, NASA. You won't go wrong with this place, and you'll go see what the hoot is all about. And look, if you're going to go to that UFC fight night and you want to place a bet, you need to go to betonline.net. Betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, find all your favorite sports and events at the number one source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. Bet online where the game starts. Yes, they yes. The um, they got insane. yes, oh, yeah. that is great. Yes, Hooters has wings for sure. I promise you that. I've been there. Um, all right. So we've gone over 
the injury update. We've gone over the draft pick. We've gone over this epic sweep of I don't know if it's an epic sweep. I mean, I don't I I thought the Mariners were going to be com- competitive. I thought Robbie Ray was back. Um, but this was I their World not. Series. This was Seattle's was World, World Series, Series, and they let it slip away. Could you imagine that? It was the first World Series where all three games were played in one stadium. <laughs> imagine that. Um, and guess guess so, who won? Yeah. Put that put that banner in Minute Maid. Put that banner in Minute Maid. There you go. So Framber induced 14 swings and misses today with eight Ks. He did give up eight hits, a lot of soft contact, three only three runs. Seth Martinez, first time I've ever seen him look really, really shaky. He mm. did not have it today. Um, and so it was one of his worst outings, but you had Montero come in later and you had you had you had press come in and you know press do gone. his job. Yeah, yeah, he he came in and did his job. So Trevor, if if I said you have to decide right now, and whatever you decide, the Astros are going to do. I I'm telling you right now, the Astros have the option of getting two relief arms, mm-hmm. or they have the option to get a first baseman. No, hold on, hold on, a relief arm and a and a center fielder, or they can go get a first baseman and a pitcher. Which one are you taking? So when we're talking first baseman and pitcher, that's starting pitcher. Yes. Let's go. I I need a lefty reliever in this system, man. Like I know what the first base is kind of looking like. We need a left-handed relief pitcher, not named Blake Taylor Parker Mashinsky. That is a like a, not top of the wish list for me. Like what I'm what I want for Christmas, lefty relief pitcher. We win the World Series. Okay, I like it. I like it. Um, you know, I don't know what it is about Castillo. I just think he would really fit well in this ball club. He's from yeah. the Dominican. I think he's got close ties with with. With a with a couple of players, maybe you maybe you bring over Drury in that oh, trade. Brandon Drury, yeah, yeah, That'd from Cincinnati. Awesome. Yeah, maybe bring him over. But you know, Bell is a name, and and I want to. I, I know we're at thirty two minutes. We'll take this for a few more minutes. I I really I really like Bell. Like Bell, I think has the potential if you sign him and if he if he succeeds, you could get him on a two or three year contract where it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. And you still have room to sign Kyle Tucker. You know, if you bring in any other first baseman with a big name, which there's not really many out there, Josh Bell's not going to, well, he'll, can, what, he'll get like maybe between nine and 15. I don't think he'll even get 15. I think maybe nine and 11 or whatever for right. like two or three years. That would be doable for me, I think. Um, brings up another question, you, though. If we, do get, if we do get a lefty reliever and maybe a set outfield bat, right? That, that opens the door for Taylor Jones, right? When he gets healthy, take the first baseman spot. Dude, Taylor Jones is like that kid. He he can hit, and I, feel like we're I mean, sleeping they, on him too much a little bit. They but he's think just, he's just injured. They think they think very highly. They think very highly of him. James Cook says y'all are sick. I don't know if he's talking to us or he's talking to people. Who he's talking to Jay suggesting Brooks Rayleigh. I hear Chapman is Chapman's available. <laughs> never even Chapman. just no no. Can you never. can you Brooks imagine? Rayleigh, no, Jay said. no. Brooks hey, let's throw let's throw a cog in the wheel. Can you imagine a Raldis Chapman coming to the Astros and being an absolute dominant setup guy for 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 like for Presley? Like how that would just upset Yankees? Like I would want to happen just to upset Yankees fans. Yeah, but only if he's good. If he's not good, I'd boo him out of the building in a heartbeat. <laughs> so someone said Juan Soto for the entire space out Space Cowboys organization minus Hunter Brown. We're not the Yankees. Dude. We are not the no. Yankees. <laughs> yeah, that's what the Yankees future. would do. We're not trading the farm for him, no. Oh, oh, and then he said, "Look, James Cook says, and then um, Chapman can room with Altuve." <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're getting crazy now. Um, so, 
I think it's going to be interesting because there really is no, I mean, literally the last big thing he said was we are going to explore all options and all venues to improve the team. We're being aggressive. GM GM talk. GM talk. Yeah. It's like, um, so yeah. So um, right here, Kaylee says Matan was amazing in the postseason last year. I think Matan is a big time pitcher. I think Matan does better when the lights are brighter. I don't know why. Yes. Yes. Um, And that may be it. You know, I don't mind the guys struggling right now as long as they figure it out during the postseason. You think I just that's don't valid to say? In a, in a 3-1 game, I'm not putting Maton up against DJ LeMayhew with one guy on, but that was a month ago, and we own the Yankees, so I'm over that. But, yeah, like he was dominant against the Red Sox last year. He really picked yeah. it up for us on Halloween in Game 5 of the World Series, even though we didn't win the World Series, but giving up that grand slam in the beginning and then – coming back and winning that game and Maton throwing out solid relief innings. He only pitches extremely well when the lights are brighter. It's reverse psychology. doesn't make any sense, but it works for him. So it works for me. This is awesome. And I'm actually going to throw this up there. I'm going to give this guy some credit. He had the, he had the guts to put this up here. So easy Trev. He says Altuve won't make the hall of fame. Cheaters don't make the hall of fame. Yes, they do. Um, any Yankees that Derek Jeter, (laughs) Tony Adams, look him up on Twitter. Never cheated. Yeah, get out here with that. Get out yep. here with that crap. Yeah. Idiot. All right. So, Mr. Mr. Timms, uh, but Mr. Timms, that's okay. I'll put him in timeout. He got a he got a he got a uh, technical foul for that. We're gonna bounce. Is that him a guy that or a girl? Cheyenne. I don't Tim. know. A guy or a girl? I don't know. I don't know. Hater. I just know that uh, that's okay. So let's look at July twenty fifth. Who is pitching? in Oakland because I have not even looked at it to be honest with you. I've been so busy. It is Jake Odorizzi, your boy, Odo, versus Euler. Uh I don't even know who that is. Um he's 0-3 with an 8.56 ERA. If we don't light this guy up, if we don't light this guy up tomorrow and Odorizzi, I really hope he does well because I still think he has some people that don't like him. I think he has some people that don't really they're not a big fan of him. But at the end of the day I think the Astros going to Oakland and do fine. Whether Jordan plays or not, I think they win the series hands down. Um, Trev, do you got anything else for Astros fans, for everybody listening? I just got to tell you guys, these last five games coming out of the All-Star break, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but these were the best five wins of the season so far. I mean, you can go back to the Ryan Tepera, Jeremy Pena game or game one of the season where, you know, Bregman and Alvarez went back-to-back on Tepera. These last five games, man, it's just been euphoric for the Houston Astros and their fans. And uh, Alex SSN, I don't know if you're watching this, brother, but you could say we're living rent-free in your head, but dog, what happened to your Seattle Mariners? Guess what? The Astros aren't the only team that can lose on their home turf in their World Series, okay? You guys join that club, too. Exactly. So, you know, thank you for hanging out with us, Trev. I appreciate you. Um, you know, you, uh, you're in this undisclosed location in like Western New York because you yep. don't want the Yankees fans to find you. I oh, totally they already know that. where I am. I'm living up oh, here great. in their head. They already know where I am. <laughs> Anyone who's from my college, Fredtown, what's up? If you're watching this, I'm up here and you're watching me. Just so you know. Exactly. And just just to say, no, Jordan, um, I put you in timeout like I'm about to, to do now because you keep throwing shade and we don't like it. So you're now putting timeout again. All right. So all right. So that's all we got. Um, this is H-Town Wheelhouse with Locked on Astros. We're your team every day. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the like button um, before the episode ends. 
and tell everybody about us and let us know when you're going to an Astros game. Maybe we'll be there and see you there. We'd love to meet you. Y'all have a good one from myself, Eric Man Heisman, who's on the plane, and your boy Trev Strohs from Buffalo, New York. We are out. Have a great evening and go Strohs.